All right, that was Jeff Buckley with Last Goodbye. We'll play that at the end of the show. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Jennifer Dornbush. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Janine. I was so intrigued by your background. If you could tell the listeners uh, how this book, The Corner, came about. Sure. Well, um, I am the daughter of a medical examiner, and my father was a medical examiner for several decades in a couple counties in northern Michigan, and the office for those counties was actually in our home. Wow. So, yeah, (laughs) so I actually started... (laughs) It was kind of a family business. My mom worked closely with him as well, and then mm-hmm. I also have two sisters, and so we would also help Dad. So it was kind of a family affair, and I did my first official case when I was eight years old. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think not by choice, really. Okay, I was going to say. Now, were you ever creeped out, Jennifer? Were you ever, like, you know, having nightmares, or were you always, like, very brave and... You know, no, I'm not as brave as the heroine in my story. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, I, I, know, I don't think I ever had nightmares, and I wasn't creeped out until okay. I was probably a teenager, and then it was more like kind of grossed out and kind of embarrassed because, you know, you're a teenager and you're trying to be cool and fit in, and right. you want people to like you, and sure. um, I thought what my dad did was really weird and unusual <laughs> because this was way before... CSI and, like, all the forensic shows made it really cool. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, so I wow. was more just kind of embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> so. did, you, did you make stuff up like your dad really did, or did you tell people? <laughs> no, I never lied. Yeah. But, you know, it, yeah, it was funny because they didn't, like, people didn't know what a medical examiner was. They mm-hmm. didn't know what an autopsy was. They didn't understand death investigation at all. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you so. were young, so so. Um, what does your family think of this this book, your first fiction book, The Coroner? Um, yeah, my my dad, you know, politely pointed out all the places I had, you know, gone wrong with the forensic investigation. Oh, great, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks, Dad, for your love and support. <laughs> no, they're they're super excited. They're oh, happy. That's and, good. Um, I'm I'm super grateful for for the way they raised me. But I feel like this is, uh, as I mentioned, the same, use the same word in the last interview, this is cathartic for you because you had an unusual childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's I, I guess I've, I, I never knew anything different. Mm-hmm. So when I actually started to become a writer, I've always been a writer. I knew since I was eight I was going to be writing um, but when you actually start into it as a career and you're looking at, well, what kind of writer am I? What do I like to write about? Where do I fall? I sort of naturally fell into this crime mystery thriller genre. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of took me a while to figure out, um, to connect my past with my storytelling. I know that sounds to most people be like obvious. No, um, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. so it finally clicked. <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. I almost feel like in your mind you're trying to uh, create the backstory of what happened to these people. Mm-hmm, right, right. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it's catharsis or just, you know, part of my DNA at this point. <laughs> right, maybe both, maybe both. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's so interesting. So, so <clears throat> have you always uh, gravitated towards this mystery writing aspect of storytelling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it's a great genre because you really use right and left brain. There's a very, very logical side to plotting out a mystery, and 
and trails of evidence and things have to have to click and match mm-hmm. and they have to line up. But then there's also you have to take a character through a journey, which a very emotional journey and a very like cathartic journey. So I love um, I'm. I love science. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I didn't pursue that as a career, I, I study it a lot. And so I love using both parts of the brain. When you're writing, do you have a clear idea of where you're going, or do you let the story evolve as you're writing? A little bit of both, but I would say I lean much heavier on on the initial outlining and plotting because my, my training is in screenwriting. I'm a screenwriter first. Yes. So we plot so hard. Right. <laughs> we, right. We, yeah. You have your plot yeah. points and you have the, you know, you think you've got the clue and then this thing happens and you, but then mm-hmm. you think you have the answer and no, they died and you, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so, it's so fascinating. Where did you study screen, screenwriting? I studied at this really amazing program called Act One here in Hollywood and okay. it was a really fast, because um, I came to it late. I came to it a much later. I didn't study it in college or anything. Um, right. And so this is a really great program where all the professors were are acting writers in the industry. So. Were you doing something totally different in college? Uh, I, you know, I was studying English Lit and Communications, and I okay. knew I always wanted to land in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> at the time, it was very distant to me because I didn't no, you know, this is like, I'm so ancient as a dinosaur. Like, this was pre-internet. So the wow. access to, like, script writing and how the industry works was very um, hard to access. So I was headed more to, I headed towards um, public relations and fundraising and development for a while. And then I taught high school and college. So, yeah, I took a few little detours. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, though. I used to be in yeah. training and development years ago. Mm-hmm. I was totally but different. I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great, though, because I think nothing we do is ever wasted. So. Oh, oh, I completely agree. You know, you go to college for one thing, and you think you're not using your <clears> degree, <throat> and you end up using it later on in some other yeah. capacity. Um, yeah. Do you see the media portraying things incorrectly, you know, with regards to forensics? Oh, sure. I mean, yes, of course, and I actually have a whole seminar on this. Oh, you do? Yeah, but but um, there's I call it myths and mis- myths and misconceptions or forensic facts versus fiction. But there are actually good reasons for it sometimes, um, or at least you know dra- dramatic storytelling reasons. Um, but like one of my favorites is the the whole concept of you know they bring a piece of DNA into the lab and they they want it analyzed immediately. So. They bring it in and they throw it in the lab and the, the computer worlds and those screen flickers and all of a sudden, boom, you have your answer within, you know, like five seconds of screen time. <laughs> and that's great because you don't have a lot of time to tell a story on television. You know, you have 30 minutes or, or 44 minutes, but in real life, you it know, takes it takes months. That's what I thought. It takes months. Yeah. That, yeah. that sounded a little fictitious. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's, I have a, a good friend and she recently lost her husband very unexpectedly, um, very tragically, but um, this was back in springtime, I think March or April, and she's still waiting on the the toxicology results of of why he passed. This, that long? Yes, and this is normal. The backlog in labs is incredible. That's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. 
Um, do you, because when I'm listening to you talk about writing and your process, and um, do you, would you love to write for TV and film, and or are you already doing that? Yes, both. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I am writing for both, and um, my goal right now is to either sell my own show or get staffed on a show. So I'm heading swiftly in that direction. Yeah. So before we have to wrap, I want to ask you this question. The name of my show is Get the Funk Out. <laughs> Great um, name. Thank you. <laughs> what do you do, Jennifer, to keep yourself out of a funk or get out of a funk? Because you're in a tough industry. Mm-hmm. I know. I think I'm in a funk on a weekly basis. It happens, point. yes. Any yeah. creative person is, yes. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I keep a regular schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of these that's... I, I really believe in, like, consistency, and that helps keep the muse going. Um, right. I don't wait for the muse. I sit down and write. And that's there's great. good writing days and bad writing days. Um, yes. And I eat healthy, and I exercise, and I spend time with my friends and my husband. And I have dogs, and I have a life, and, you know, I get outside, and I do the things I like. And I think just keeping balance yes. to your life is probably, balance and health is probably the best thing you can do. Right. Mental, physical, emotional, mm-hmm. everything. I know. Because it, exactly. is, it is so challenging. It's so hard. And I think when you have all those components lined up, you feel good, and you're doing other things besides agonizing over this creative pursuit you know, things Mm -hmm. come together. Yeah, it's essential because I've been at this for a long time now since, gosh, 16 years. And so, yeah, it's essential to to keep your mind and your body healthy. Yes, (laughs) absolutely, especially living in L.A. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, that's fun. You have a great point. And that's another thing is like, I make a point of getting out of LA pretty Mm -hmm. regularly, even if it's just for a little weekend or we ran down to the beach yesterday in Huntington, you know, just to Mm -hmm. just get your mind out of the city. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Wait, did you go to the dog beach? Yes, (laughs) I did. (laughs) I had such a crazy experience at the dog beach years ago. I didn't even have a dog. And my husband had this idea of, let's meet my cousin there. And uh, unfortunately, my kids were younger, and they were afraid of dogs. And I didn't really know where we were going. And I remember this huge Great Dane, like Marmaduke, running towards us, and everybody <gasps> screaming. And it was crazy. Oh, my God. I know. It was almost comical, you know. I can laugh wow. now. At the time, I wasn't. So um, where can people find out more about you? Sure. My website is a, a wonderful resource, jenniferdornbush.com. Okay. Super easy. And you can find out a lot more about me. You can order the book there. I have a YouTube channel you can su- subscribe to there, a blog, newsletter. Yeah, we, I'd love to stay in touch. Very cool. Is that, is that you on the cover? Uh, everybody says that. It's so funny you said that. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's a great cover. It's the back of somebody, a blonde woman with a red leather ca- coat or red jacket. And mm-hmm. It's very mysterious. It was, it's a really cool cover. Yeah, I, I'm super happy with it. And when I, when I thought, like, hey, can I get that coat? I, I really like that <laughs> coat. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Well, congratulations, and I hope to meet you sometime. Thank you, Janine. Thanks okay. for having me. My pleasure. Have a great day. Yes, you too. Bye-bye. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.